Good morning and welcome to our live broadcast at First Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to come into your home today with good news about God who loves you. We are located in beautiful Uptown Columbus on the corner of 11th and 1st. We would love for you to join us for worship or just stop by and say hello. At First Presbyterian Church, we welcome you with grace and gratitude for God's love. Our first lesson today comes from the Revelation in the 21st chapter, with first ver- beginning with verse 1. And listen now to the Word of God. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, and they will be His peoples, and God Himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I invite you to stand that we may hear the second reading, which comes from the book of Acts, in the 11th chapter. This is part of Peter's tale of how the good news of Jesus Christ is shared in the world. The apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the Word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, why do you go to the uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter kill and eat. But I replied, by no means, Lord, for nothing profane has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make any distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us he had seen the angel standing in his house, saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you will, and your entire household will be saved. 
And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. There is a new heaven and a new earth. The old has passed away. The first has gone. It is a time for new things. That is the proclamation that the book, the Revelation of John, shares with us. It is one that many of us have heard in different contexts and circumstances before. Today we hear it on a Sunday when a group of individuals come to affirm their faith. It is a time for confirmation. Confirmation is when 6th and 7th grade students have been prepared to accept the faith in their own terms and in their own words. They may use words and terms that have been bandied around for centuries, even millennia, but they put them together in their own construction, in their own sharing, in their own way. Today, these nine individuals, who we may look upon as students in the sixth and seventh grade, come to become members of the body of Christ through affirmation, through confession, and through their presence here. And that is good. It is a new day. It is a new day. We've lived through some difficult times here at First Presbyterian Church over the last year or so. In a sense, this confirmation class represents a fulfillment of prayers and hopes for what can be. We may recall what was before, and we should. All of those things that were good and strengthening and upbuilding and useful, those things need to be remembered and held on to and honored and used. For those things that caused pain or were the source of consternation, I would encourage you to think of them as moments of reflection and use them as opportunities for growth. For a pearl comes from an oyster because of an irritation. Think of our time together as being the building forth of a new time, a new way, a new, a new jewel that is there. It is a new heaven and a new earth. As Jones and I and the staff and others who have been planning this day and thinking about this service and the activities that will happen afterwards, we have referred to it uh, occasionally as a homecoming. And a homecoming is a time you return, and it's, this isn't so much the homecoming with dinner on the grounds that you may be familiar with, but this is a homecoming. We return to those things that, that provided stability and navigational force but also, a homecoming is not simply a returning to, it is a departing from. It is a then leaving where we are and going into the future. Sometimes those futures 
are not so clear, yet always there is a grounding for us to hold on to. Peter's story in Acts 10 and 11, his story of sharing the good news with the household of Cornelius and having that household receive the Word of God through Jesus Christ and by the power of the Spirit, that, that story is a touchstone of faith because it is one of a series of stories in the book of Acts that points us to the fact that Jesus came to be the Messiah of the Jewish people, and yet, in God's way, the power was able to transcend a particular tribe and to be shared with the world. For if the events of that kind of conversion had not happened as described in Acts 10 and 11, we wouldn't be here today. Our faith, the faith would be much different than we understand it. Peter had a dream. He had a dream where he was hungry and there were animals presented to him to be prepared, to be butchered and slaughtered and prepared for eating, but they were all of the animals that were not allowed. They were prohibited on the dietary list. What do I do, Lord? And the vision said, take and eat. This is good. Use it. And Peter said, no, no, these are prohibited. How do I encounter that? But the Lord said, it is for you. It is for you. Lord, open unto me. Lord, open unto me. It is a poem that was written by the American theologian Howard Thurman. And it is a plea, and I, th I think maybe it must have been Peter's prayer as well. Lord, open unto me light for my darkness, courage for my fear, hope for my despair, peace for my turmoil, joy for my sorrow, strength for my weakness, wisdom for my confusion, forgiveness for my sins, love for my hates, thyself for myself. Lord, open unto me. Open up to me ways that I can't see beyond where I am now, but open unto me a new way of living, a new possibility, a new life. We live in a world where we know there are always things that are happening and percolating and changing in, in our learning and in our business and in our transactions. Things change. And there are new ways of doing things and new technologies that are there. Do we know everything there is to know about the world? All you have to do is look at one of those marvelous pictures from one of the space telescopes to know that the cosmos is vast and we are indeed very, very small, yet we are precious in God's sight. So there's all these things that are expanding in our worship life and our Christian faith, we affirm timeless truths. We hold on to those, and they build us up. Even as we sang in the hymn of illumination, O truth unchanged, unchanging. And yet we know there are things that are happening. We describe our God as all-powerful, all-knowing, immovable, 
And we wonder, though, questions inevitably come up that all generations ask. If God knows all things, then why do bad things happen? If God is all-powerful, then why are good people put asunder by bad? If God is unchangeable, then why did Moses argue with God in the books, of the first books of the Bible about not destroying the children of Israel? I do not pretend to have complete answers to any of those questions, but I will offer you this. When we confront the questions, it is not a matter of the positive or negative response we get. Our way forward is to allow ourselves to be open to God in the world and the circumstances we are, much as the prayer of Howard Thurman, much as Peter experienced as he had that vision. The Lord said, go. Go to those people. You may have questions, but go to them and find out. I don't know what you need to have open today, but I'm pretty sure that all of us stand in places and times where if we're not right there, we're pretty close to it. We need to have our hearts and our minds and our spirits freed up to enter into God's presence and God's goodness for us. I want to encourage you to take comfort and knowledge that the Lord does open new ways. The Lord does open the Lord's ways to you when we allow ourselves to receive them. The times may be full of uncertainty and apprehension when that comes. There may be anxiety and even conflict. Yet, we may proceed with the confidence and the questioning that Peter had in his day. For you in the confirmation class today, may the Lord open to you a life of faith in Jesus Christ so that your life is lived beyond measure. For those who are planning weddings and marriages this year, may the Lord open unto you a life of faith together that provides ecstasy beyond your wildest imaginations. For those of you who are attending school and coming to the end of a term or even moving to a transition point of graduation or commencement, may the Lord open unto you all that is possible from the practices of your old time into a new life that is there. For those of you who are ill, may the Lord open up to you a new way of seeing the world as not being defined by the condition that you have, but being able for you to live fully in the present reality where you are. For this congregation at First Presbyterian Church, may the Lord open unto us a life of service and mission that is filled by God's love to carry that out into the communities of this, this city and around the world. For those of you who are watching and listening by television or through the YouTube channel, may the Lord open unto you that which is right before you so that you can see and hear and know God's pleasure with you. For the church of Jesus Christ around the world, regardless of denominational label, regardless of place or time of day, may, with all of the divisions that we have in our churches, 
May the Lord open to all of us who follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior the ability to be Jesus' disciples and to be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit so that in all we do, we are open to God and in opening ourselves to God, we open ourselves to each other and to the world. Lord, open unto me. Lord, open unto us. Open unto us light for our darkness, courage for our fear, hope for our despair, peace for our turmoil, joy for our sorrow, strength for our weakness, wisdom for our confusion, forgiveness for our sin, love for our hates, thyself for ourselves. Lord, Lord, open unto us. Amen. Thanks be to God.